0: Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace.
1: Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. With you once again, Missouri Training Institute. Hello. Good morning. It is a good day, y'all. It yes. is day. Even if we're getting ready to talk about well, what we're getting ready to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. This word keeps popping up in a lot of different articles I read. But, um, Ray, you brought this one to our roundtable today, this idea of judgment. Um, and so let me just pose this question to us to kind of get the conversation rolling. But has there ever been a time where you have felt judged?
0: I know I have. I have a uh, kind of a an older teenage daughter. So I, that idea of judgment happens a lot when every time she rolls her eyes at me. Um, but just, um, you know, this last Thanksgiving, um, my mom was in town and uh, she goes and opens up our refrigerator and um, I do like to cook and I like to experiment with lots of different ingredients. And so I do have quite a few bottles of different types of condiments and hot sauces and all kinds of things. And so, you know, she opens up my refrigerator and she looks in there and she's like, my gosh, I've never seen a refrigerator with so many condiment bottles in there. And then she looked at me and it was the tone that she said. And she said, why do you have all those in there? You know? <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, you know, so I immediately I felt defensive and I, mm. I felt put on the spot, you know, and um, that my eating habits or my cooking habits have actually been coming to question now. Mm-hmm. So. So, you know, at that moment, I felt I felt judged.
1: Interesting. Yeah. 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 I think about a conversation you and I just had. Um Last month, it's crazy in 2022. But uh, we were talking a little bit about my transition into academia, and we've talked about this before. Where I at first, I I didn't know if I fit in. You know, I thought there was a certain way you had to dress, and I thought that there was a certain you know um, level of of experience and of knowledge you had to have. And I remember going out, and you and I Ray had that conversation when I first started was about attire, and I was I thought I would be judged based off of my attire. And I started buying all these clothes that I was like uncomfortable in. Now I'm not coming to work in yoga pants, y'all. But it was not my style. Now here we are four years later. And uh, I think I wore jeans to our Christmas party. And I think I came to you and I said, nobody said anything like I was judging myself in that. It wasn't what other people were actually doing. And I think that that was a spot where we started discussing kind of the stories that we tell ourselves when we're thinking about this idea of judgment. Yeah, because when
2: we think about judgment, other than, let's say, in a courtroom where it's somebody's job to rule, mm-hmm. right, to make a judgment, rule on a judgment, how much of that is our intake of what we think they mean based exactly on what story we're telling ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's just interesting about this idea of, you know, were you judged
1: or did you think you were being judged? Mm hmm. I think in my case, I, I thought I was being judged when realistically it was probably me judging myself, which we do a lot. So when we think about this idea of judgment. There's that internal judgment, but there's also the, the external judgment that happens um, in this case. I certainly an internal judgment I think I was making.
0: Well, for me, I don't get me wrong. I love my mom to death. But I know I was being judged. <laughs> um, you know, based on the past history that we have together, yeah. you know, this, this, you know, years and years and decades of, of, um, you know, being together and, and understanding her perspective of the world and my perspective of the world. You know, she was a depression era baby. So opening up a fridge with a lot of X, ex- what she would consider to be the excess stuff um, probably goes against that grain um, that she kind of grew up with with it, you know, you limited access values. to values. Yeah. Yeah. Just a different mm. set of values. So, um, so I know I was being judged <laughs> bless her heart. Uh, and again, love my mom to death, but it's sometimes it's those little things, right. Um, it, you know, just the tone of, of the voice or uh, the word choice, you know, why did, why do you have all those bottles in your refrigerator?
2: So what was the result for you? Like when you think about, you know, wow, I'm, she's judging me for all these condiment bottles, you know, what, Well, what action did you take or.
0: Oh, you know, so this happens a lot, you know, in our relationship. So oftentimes it's just a matter of me recognizing in that moment, you know, this is just who she is. Um, chances are I don't think it was a malicious intent that she had, you know, to say that kind of thing. Um, so most often I just let it go, you know. But um it was that moment, it's that little moment of twinge when you hear those words, when you hear that tone of voice, and you're like, oh, here we go again. Um, so, but nothing really happened as a result of it that I could
2: there was no silence. There was no no, you know, and a lot of time when people feel judged, right, you know. It results in something, yeah. an inaction or action based on that. What do you call it? Twinge, yeah, tinge. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. You yeah. Know, and, and I guess if if, if we want to say that there was an action, there probably was an eye roll on my part. You
2: know? Okay. You know, so
1: <laughs> so you judged right back. <laughs> so I judged right back. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Energy attracts like energy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, and isn't you know when you think about this this element, I'm going to extend grace here because obviously it it is. It's easy to pass judgment because we rely, we've talked about this before on other episodes where we discussed this idea of assumptions, right? Same thing. Our brain is processing 11 million pieces of information per second, per second. And so we can only process, like consciously process about 40 of those. And so for us, it's easy. It's fast, right? It requires little effort. We don't have to try and understand what is influencing um, somebody else's motives with it. We can just kind of, oh, we, we know that person. And so that they're, you know, passing judgment. And, and I like what you said, Dewey, you said based off of past experiences, and that's exactly what this is too. When I consider if we've had a consistent kind of interaction with maybe a particular individual, you know, we're going to base it based off of what's historically happened because we have felt the effects of what has historically happened. Well,
0: it's the only experience we have.
1: Exactly. Right. Exactly.
0: Well, you know, it is interesting how quickly our brains work. And, um, you know, all those what we're going to call those evolutionary shortcuts, you know, that mm-hmm. we our brain just kind of goes on autopilot once in a while so we can attend to other things uh, consciously. So, it, it you know, it, it's it's kind of a, a human nature.
2: Probably, oh, absolutely. To do this. I mean, it, you know, we're we're instinctual, absolutely. habitual creatures. And so relying upon that information Unconsciously is a survival mm-hmm. mechanism.
1: Well, and I also I want to go from a an energy um, space as well with this, right? Because I can imagine when we think about the amount of time or energy we would take, it's easier to almost kind of like. Uh, toss something off and say, okay, well, they're just passing judgment and go about your, that's who they are, you know, and go about your day. Uh, there's little energy that has to kind of maybe be put in, into that. I, I, let me ask that, um, as you know, as a master ELI, uh, practitioner, what, what would you say when we think about this area of judgment? Um, what energy levels does that usually resonate at?
2: Um, it, that's going to be in what we would consider the catabolic energy levels, you know, because we are in that, you know, survival mode. So your system gets flooded with those catabolic, um, hormones actually, right. To, to protect self. Um, now Dewey obviously didn't lunge at his mother and take her down and you know, like,
0: I mean, there's nothing wrong with condiment bottles. Exactly.
2: (laughs) You know, but that tinge that you felt, that's that flush that happens Mm -hmm. physiologically when those hormones like adrenaline and cortisol and all those things rise up in us. And so those we know are, are kind of you know, they're good in the moment, perhaps if you were needing to protect yourself, um, but not so good in the long run. Right. You know, and so we w- would really be operating out of, you know, depending on the action you're taking. Are are you seeing this as a conflict, which is, you know, kind of what we know as level two energy, you know? And so then when we see or encounter something that we expect to to result in some type of conflict. Sometimes we already go in with that lens on mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, it's another week, it's another opportunity. You know, if I don't bring my lens that to it, um, then I might not see what I think I'm going to see because we often see what we expect to see. Oh, sure. That's
1: true. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, so if we expect to see this go harshly, then we look to validate that self, right? Um, And so I I just remember telling a company that I was working with a couple of weeks ago, you know, a a group of new leaders and just saying, be gold miners, Mm. you know, and go in looking for the gold not the the dirt and rock that you know will lot i mean we're that's just what's going to happen in a space that you're looking for gold mm-hmm. but if you go in looking for gold you're more likely to find gold and so i you know that retraining of the brain yeah and of course you know like you said you were just like oh mom yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know
0: no yeah. Big deal. but you know it is one of those things you know it's just a uh a kind of a, a pattern of behavior yeah that you notice yeah over the years
1: yeah so let's talk a little bit about you know because one of one of the spaces I mentioned to you all before we started recording was my brain went to this uh, space where maybe there's intentional judgment that has to be made. There's lenses through which we sometimes look. And I, I say that for like different professions. They actually call it professional judgment, where you're having to um, think through a process, for example, accountants, because there's a financial risk and there's, you know, this or that. And so you're having to kind of make a judgment or projection based off of what information you you have in front of you. And so there were a few different things as I was was kind of researching this particular topic that we, we kind of processed through. And And I found a lot of similarities when I was looking at professional judgment and when I was looking at how we sometimes just naturally judge others. And so I I was wanting to kind of bring some of those to this space, but uh, one of the things, the very first one it talks about is, is what you take
0: in. Well, it certainly is interesting that we do need to take information in, right? The stimulus around us, we need to take that in. Um, And so it is important to examine how you're doing that, right? What information you're taking in to make a particular judgment. Um, You know, if you think about the world of work, it's constantly making decisions about um, you're passing judgment on different things, whether it's the, is this process working? Is it working effectively? Is it working efficiently? Is this relationship uh, effective? Is it not effective? I mean, all day long, we're making decisions based on our judgments. So, you know, taking a look at how you were making those decisions is an important thing. So I think you're right. I think it starts with the information that we take in from the environment. Is that information accurate? Are we listening for the whole picture of it, or are we just picking and choosing bits that maybe um, already feed a preconceived notion that we have? Mm. Um, And so, you know, the quality of of your listening uh, abilities, the quality of where you're getting your data and your information um, to make more, uh, how do I want to say this, maybe less emotional mm-hmm. <laughs> type of decisions and more, you know, factual type of decisions, perhaps.
2: Yeah. It has to be in context. Yes. You know, because one situation in one particular context taking that same behavior in another context could be totally misread or misjudged. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And what what I... think about when I hear you say that, it, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier too, was sometimes we we don't realize we're doing it, but we try to suppress information. So what we're take trying to take in, we'll suppress the things that might be inconvenient. Oh, that doesn't align with how I was already thinking about this. Absolutely. And so that's a really difficult space. Um, yeah, so you got to really be aware of those kinds of tendencies. Just
0: selective listening is what it is, right? You're yeah. only picking out the things that really fit into your own perception of things of the <laughs> world. So, you know, in that instance with my mom, you know, maybe it would have been helpful to to ask additional questions. Um, So why do you feel that there are too many bottles of condiments? You know, Um, tell me about your experience. You just not use these or were they not available when you were young, you know, as a depression era baby? So, you know, things like that could have probably have helped me maybe to um, not feel, you know, that it was a, a direct attack on me personally, uh, but it was just from her, her experience.
2: You know, it's, it, it's interesting when I think about our language and, you know, the idea when we say stress, everybody thinks the, the bad stress, mm-hmm. right, the, yep. the distress. Our body responds the same regardless, right? The idea of judgment, we always assume it's negative. You know, and mm. I remember one time sitting and having lunch with my cousin who's genius, I just love her. And I had said something and I said, oh, don't judge me. And she said, no, I will judge you. I judge you as a smart person that's making a conscientious choice about whatever the situation was. And so I, it would just kind of turn my table. Like, she's like, no, I am judging you. I mean, she, you know, (laughs) she might not say that in a boardroom, but, you know, but here is my judgment. Basically, here's my assessment of what I hear and and see. So it's, we think negatively, we think, you know, on the dark side, but then there can be those positive (laughs) judgments, you know? Um, And there are, probably, I would say, more conscious. Mm, That's exactly what I wanted to say, too. Yep, Because your instinct is, that's why it's called an instinct, right, is to self-preserve. I don't have to think about, you know, running to get away. You know, my Mm -hmm. body just naturally provides me that energy to flee or to stay and fight or whatever. Those are instincts. But that consciousness Mm -hmm. that says, I'm going to stop and See if I can learn something about my mom yeah. you know, or whatever the context is that
0: you're in. But that's that first thing, right? About mm, yeah. seeing the information, mm, yeah. you know, the details, the information to help you evaluate and to analyze, you know, and, and once you start to do that, I think another area that you might want to consider is um, where are you getting this information from? Mm-hmm. You, know, uh, you know, my former boss, you know, he would do that all the time. He'd ask, well, where did you get your information from? You know, and is it from a trusted source of information? Um, so again, we, you can probably find data to support any, um, you know, in any kind of a decision that you're making. You know, but um, is it from reliable, trustworthy sources? Or is it just something that, again, is selectively aligns with what your preconceived notion is?
2: Hmm. And I, I, I think those sources have even been called into question mm-hmm. over the last 36 months. Oh, yeah. You know, um, because what what somebody might consider a trusted source, another person might not. Mm-hmm. And in this immediate access world that we have. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think the key word there was trust Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, trust in other people. But back to, you know, do you trust yourself with the information that you're being given? You know, what what are you going to do with it? Um, And again, that consciousness
1: that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Self-trust
2: is important.
1: Yeah. So when I hear that, I mean, certainly, as you said, Dewey, understanding the perspectives, motivations of of whom it is you are, are seeking out, you know, that information or moving forward with verify it, you know, yeah. when you can. Um, don't just go off of the first Google article that pops up. You know, those are. But sometimes we do. Yeah. Sometimes we do. And so, you know, there's space that talked about as we were thinking about this space of judgment is what you know about this particular topic.
0: Man. Well, this is. Where I think we write our own little stories, right? Um, When what are your beliefs about yourself? All based probably on your past experiences that you've lived through and situations you've gone through, and that really helps to shape then your lens that you're viewing the world through going forward. So um, you know, our past experiences are very, very important um, thing, but I think you need, we need sometimes need to question ourselves on that, you know, just because I went through this experience, that doesn't mean that the next situation is going to be the same. Hmm. Um, it, there might, it might be similar, but it, it, it might not necessarily be the same.
2: And how would it be different if I were to approach it with a different lens
0: that's, you know, that's interesting yeah. to me, Ray, because I think oftentimes we make a decision or we pass a judgment without thinking about if I choose this course of action, what will the consequences of that be good or bad? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we often think about that in a longer term. We, we think about it in terms of what do I need to do? But we don't think about if I do this, what would the outcomes then look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Change your thinking to change your actions. Absolutely, I, I often say that and I especially, you know, leaders that are really um, looking to go beyond the the one oh one type of things really have that thought process. Mm-hmm. Right. Of of making those assessments without judgment.
0: The other thing I would probably say about this is and I've noticed this about myself as I've kind of grown older a little bit is. You know, again, not giving the benefit of the doubt to people who grew up with different experiences. You know, I have mine that I can talk about, but, you know, my daughter, she grew up in a completely different way than the way that I did. Um, And so her experiences are not going to be the same. Doesn't mean that her ideas are less valid, that her ideas uh, are um, are not going to work. Um, I'm just making that assumption just because it doesn't align with my own experiences. So, you know, sometimes we have to put that our own experiences aside and really listen to the different experiences that other people have had.
1: Well, and one of the things that I appreciate specifically about this, this space is I'm hearing uh, all about a growth mindset, like recognizing that even if you've experienced something like that, it doesn't end there the idea is to continue to maybe question the lessons that you learned from an experience like continue to seek more information continue to seek additional um, context or you know uh, to, to kind of build off of that experience and and that's really where i think we lack sometimes you know it's like you go to six flags and you're like oh been to six flags we know what it's going to be like it's going to be long lines and you know that's our experience and i don't ever want to go back well, what if you went back on a Monday, you know, instead, and there's not as many people, you're going to have a different experience. Maybe you build off and learn more about, you know, this particular character and, and with the role they play in developing youth. I don't know, you know, I'm going on a tangent here, but just the idea that if you're continuing to question the lessons you've already learned from an experience, there's like this beautiful opportunity to just continue to grow and grow and grow. It's a learning mindset. Um, and often. We get comfortable or complacent with what we have experienced or what we've known.
0: So let me ask you to this, since you are the certified experts in emotional intelligence, but how does the idea of, of feelings come into this idea of passing judgment? You know, we, we talk about the information that we're trying to analyze and bring in, but how do we feel about a particular situation and how does that uh, affect people's you know ability to pass judgment?
2: I think tapping into your feelings or your emotions or, you know, we we know them as moods as well, is big, you know, or plays a big part. I think also balancing that? You know, are you you looking at it from the whole person perspective? You know, are you using your intuition? Are you using your knowledge, your logic? Um, You know, things like that. How are you balancing that? Um, And and my thing in, in hearing what Brianna had just said was look at what a conscious choice that growth mindset was. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the curiosity that you said you could have had with your mom. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all conscious. And sometimes I think it's even appropriate to get angry, right? That that might be the fuel that does create or ignite the action. Mm -hmm. And so giving yourself permission to consciously get angry or, you know, But the difference is, you know, who's who's wagging who, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, yeah, yeah. Um, How how in control are you of of those things?
0: And and again, that's that idea of self-awareness then really comes to be so important. You know, how aware are we of our emotions? How aware Mm -hmm. are we of uh, what we're thinking and the outcomes that that could lead to? So, um, yeah.
1: Well, and what happens with that often is, you know, in, in that space where you're not as connected to your emotions, you're not understanding we talk about that idea and- Emotional intelligence about emotional hijacking, and when we get emotionally hijacked, then there's spaces where we just hit the. And I'm going to call it confirmation bias. It's like, well, I knew you I'm right, you're wrong. Right. Yes, no, black, white. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a that's all generated, obviously, because of a feeling that has just become so heightened that you're just reacting now, and so that's going to stand in your way from making um, a rational, I guess, judgment if you're going to make one at all or conscious judgment uh, because you're in that space of of hijacking. Yeah. You know, with my coaching clients, sometimes when we
2: they realize that they have this overactive judgment and that it it might be creating either an inappropriate action or consequence or, you know, it's it's not uh, it's halting any type of action that might need to be taken. And so one of the things I recommend, you know, when we think about strategies is to keep a judgment journal. Hmm. Good idea. And, you know, I kind of, you know, like one side is, you know, the judgment. And then what, You know, on the other side of that, like what was going on that that created that? And because I think you can start to look for trends then, you know, patterns. Yeah. And we are
0: very habitual, aren't hmm, we? Yeah. Human beings. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And of course, we're operating out of the same, you know, uh, What I mean, individually, I'm I'm operating out of the experiences I've had. And so that's that's the well that I'm drawing from. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's what creates those patterns. But that that awareness. Mm -hmm. Um, And then what would be the benefit to you or the people you lead if you were to change that lens?
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Right. If you were to approach, you know, that family
1: member with a different pair of lenses on. Mm -hmm. Right. What would be the benefit of that? When we think about that, you know, one of the things, especially when we're in this feeling space, is you may enter that with intentionality, that situation with intentionality of, of changing your lenses. But the other individual uh, tends to continue to be judgmental. You know, and I think about this even in workplaces. Like, how do you deal with other judgy people? You know, how do you continue to try and reframe or to, to just open up your lenses again and give the benefit of the doubt every time when you're getting the same consistent behaviors in return? Well, part of me says, why at, at some
2: point, why are you still interacting with this person mm-hmm. if they continue to have a closed minded perspective? And I get not everything is is an option, but I don't control anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so I the story I tell myself about that person is it must be it must be difficult to be him or her, you know, that they have this mind that won't open them up to any other way of thinking. You know, so I I have to tell myself that story. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's the story I tell you know, like it must be hard to be you, you know, and I I don't verbalize that, believe it or not. I actually don't (laughs) let that come out of my mouth. But in order for for my lens to see clearly Mm -hmm. i have to release somebody else's behavior because that's actually more of a reflection of who they are Mm -hmm. than who i am sure yeah
0: um now that doesn't necessarily mean though that we ignore as a leader your coaching responsibilities because i think the question that you pose is often sometimes about asking them questions about that particular choice in their behavior mm -hmm. um you know what was what was the outcome when you did that you know so That they can hopefully you know we can clean off that lens maybe a little bit for them by asking certain questions uh, to get them to think about things maybe in a different way but you're right ray it's their choices it's their behavior choices so um, it's not like you have control over another game of being,
2: yeah, and that does get difficult in a leadership space because you might have really excellent performers. And I can think of one teller um, at the bank that Dewey and I worked at a million years ago, and she balanced every single day. She was in the busiest window. She was our. Uh, she dealt with all of the biggest accounts. Um, she never was off a penny, but she was difficult to work with. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think about all of the the grace she was given by not just leadership, but by the people that worked in the windows next to her. Mm -hmm. And um,
0: And sometimes even customers. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And, you know, but and it's I mean, who doesn't want their account to the penny? You know, and so it's really tough because you have this really high performer. And yet the emotional side of it was really down and morale and I think you know sometimes as leaders you've got to make those tough decisions Yeah, um, even when performance is so high and I can just I can see her in that window <laughs> to this day and uh, yeah yeah
0: um, you know, I guess the other thing I would say about this idea of judgment is sometimes it limits our ability to look at other options. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're making these assumptions and we're passing this judgment, we oftentimes only see one course of action or one strategy to move us forward. When, in fact, there could be multiple ways right. um, uh, of moving forward. But it just kind of limits our ability to think of anything as a third option. Yeah. Third alternative. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. Well, and you know, one of the things um, that I appreciate kind of what we've been saying in this this discussion too, when we talk about other judgy people, you know, one of the problems that comes is is we then start holding this space of resentment maybe towards other people. And then you think of maybe the disadvantage that is producing in your life as far as, you know, your own well-being or happiness or, you know, thrivingness, because it's, you are giving away that power to somebody else, you know? And so judgment in itself can lead towards some of that resentful behavior. Whereas if you're trying to be a little bit more conscious and maybe a little bit more reflective, you know, what could be going on in that individual's life? Why? Why is it more important that her drawer is so balanced versus her relationships with the people around her? You know, what what is it? And trying to I don't want to say put yourself in someone else's shoes, but leading with that curiosity and reflection versus immediate judgment.
0: I think that's a key way of. Maybe um, summing this whole thing up is to kind of think about how we can put our own judgment, our own personal biases, our own personal uh, lenses down a little bit and maybe pick up a new pair of glasses and see it from somebody else's point of view. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you agree with it by any means, but certainly it would probably answer a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You, you don't control other people. Nope. Yeah. One of the things I, I also, I just want to mention, Rose, we think about leader leadership. If we're operating consistently out of this space of growth, right? Like Sally might be performing a little crazy and you're not quite sure what's going on there, but I'm going to help grow her as an employee still. I'm not going to punish her. I feel like sometimes in a traditional workforce was very punitive. Mm-hmm. And so focusing on that growth element and not punishment can really, Really help remove judgment in your own leadership style as well.
0: I guess a final thing I would say would be grace, grace for Mm. yourself, grace for other people.
1: Yes, yes, yes. All right. Any other final thoughts before we wrap up? No. You know, I think as people think about their own judgment
2: and of course, you know, it's not always negative. But when you find yourself in that space, you know, where is that coming from? You know, where where is that coming from? And just kind of raise, you know, because it's usually coming from, uh, you know, a, a limiting belief or some type of interpretation that's going on in their head or and stemming from fear. And so we know what fear can can create
0: yeah. or paralyze.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you all for the, the hearty discussion today on, uh, on judgment. We'd love to hear from you, our listeners, too. Uh, if you have some thoughts, if you have questions or comments related to this episode, please drop us a line in the comment section or email us at mti at Missouri And until next time, go be great.
0: We're the ones who